Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. With City Cruises, everything is better on the water. Better for the history buff in you. Ask what you can do for your country. The explorer in you. Look at that. Cool. The sunset watcher and food lover in you. Whether you choose a tour of Washington's historic monuments, the convenience of our water taxis, or dining on the Potomac with stunning views of the city, you'll have an experience like no other. From a cruise service like no other, City Cruises by Hornblower. Book today at citycruises.com. I am so excited to tell you guys about Anchored Media's upcoming open house. It's happening on February 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In this open house, you're going to learn more about Anchored Media, what we do, how we serve podcasters. So if you feel like God has called you to podcasting and you're afraid, you don't know where to start, you don't know how to just put this idea into practice in order to really get on a microphone and do what you're called to do, come to our open house to see what we have available for you. If you have a show and you're not seeing the results that you want to see and you find yourself just getting discouraged because you're not making the impact that you want to make with the show, you're not seeing any money coming in from the show, and you need help with really growing and monetizing, come to our open house as well. We are experts at helping people launch and grow podcasts. I've worked with over 150 podcasters. And the success stories are endless of shows that have launched and grown as a result of our guidance and our teachings. So I want to tell you all about my baby, Anchor Media, and all the great things that we're doing for the kingdom of God in the field of podcasting. So again, it's happening on February 15th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, even if you missed it, I get it. Just go to anchoredmedia.com slash open house and you can get immediate access to the replay. So again, even if you are not able to join us live, you can get access to the replay, still learn about all we have to offer, see the next steps on working with us. And of course, be able to reach out to myself and my team with any questions that you may have. So I would love to see you there. I can't wait to meet you again. That's anchoredmedia.com slash open house. And you can also click the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. My name is Tatum Tamia. I'm the host of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast and the CEO of Anchor Media and Anchor Media Studios, which is where we're shooting from right now. In today's video, and this will actually probably be a two-parter, we're going to be talking about how to realistically become more like the Proverbs 31 woman. Now, I talk about this heavily in my book, She is Uncompromising. You can get it on my website, tatumtamia.com. Now, 
This is a section in my Bible when I tell you it should be holes in it by how much it's been scribbled, written, highlighted, underlined, starred, asterisk. Like, this is the most marked up section of my Bible because every time I feel like I encounter a new life change or, you know, life just begins to evolve, things may get busy, I go back to it like, okay, God, show me something else. Show me something else. And so for these next two videos, I want to point out just some things that stood out to me, some revelations that I got from it in order to help you become more like the Proverbs 31 woman as well. And I have my phone here because I'm going to read some of the exact scriptures that you can find in Proverbs 31. So the first element to being a Proverbs 31 woman is understanding that she is a true helpmate. It's to understand that she's trustworthy and she's a true helpmate. So in verses 11 through 12, it says her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Now, when I got married, this is one of the times I'm in this book, like, okay, because I was very big on, poor BJ, just pray for him, y'all. When we were dating, <laughs> I was very big on like, hey, uh, you're not my husband, so we not finna act like it. <laughs> so I'm not prioritizing you over my business. And before we got married, we were shacking. I'm not promoting it. I'm just telling you my truth. We were living together. And so I'm like, listen, just because we live together don't mean that you finna be acting like my husband because you ain't. So certain things will come up. I'm like, mm, you reach capacity of boyfriend level. I'm not doing that. So... <laughs> When I got married, I'm like, dang, I've been talking trash for like the last year about how <laughs> he done reached boyfriend level. Uh, he graduated. So, <laughs> God, what, what is life going <laughs> to look like now? Because I've really been running my mouth. And reading Proverbs 31, uh, just talking about being a helpmate and being trustworthy. One of my big things was before we got married, going to premarital counseling. And so he wasn't, he wasn't against it. It just wasn't that big of a deal to him. It wasn't like, for me, it was, I'm not marrying you until we go to premarital counseling. For him, it was just like, I mean, it's cool. So because it was such a, a big deal for me, we went. And that was a big part of learning how to be a helpmate and not just a helpmate, but BJ's helpmate. And I think that that's where a lot of, I get annoyed by all of the a lot of the relationship talk that I see on the internet, and I really don't partake in it too much, but a lot of it that I see on the internet, is just a bunch of single people discussing what it, they may or may not do when they get married, or a bunch of married people discussing what they do in their household, which may not work for your household. And the most important thing when you're dating, especially if you're going to marry somebody, because who you marry will make or break your destiny. It's such a, I feel like we prioritize the wedding so much. A marriage will make or break your destiny. It's such a serious decision that shouldn't be made on just emotion and how you feel or how fine he is. It should not. It is a spiritual and logical decision. You ain't going to always have those butterflies. He ain't going to be fine all the time. We sitting on a toilet and all of that stuff that you see in the house. He ain't that fine no more right there. Like, it's just not a, it's, it cannot be a vain decision. And so... Uh, it was huge for me to learn how to be BJ's wife. And I don't think that people emphasize that enough that I just, I don't need to just learn how to be a wife. I need to learn how to be my husband's wife. Cause I might be out here taking all the cooking classes. I hate cooking, but the internet says that I have to learn how to cook in order to be a wife, but your husband may like to eat out and don't care about that. 
He might be a chef himself and be like, girl, I don't care about you cooking. I want to do this for you. So now you don't stress yourself out because of whatever the world is telling you to do when your actual person that God created for you doesn't need that from you. And so for me, pre-medical counseling was huge because I want to know you on a deeper level to learn how can I make your life easier? How can I bring you good and not harm? all the days of your life. And so one of the things that I do is I'm always praying. One thing I know about my husband is he's very laid back. He is a people pleaser in a sense. Like he's he's not going to let anybody take advantage of him, but he's very much so a giver. And it's his nature to always sacrifice himself for somebody else. Like it could be a blizzard he could see that you're cold. He will give you his shirt, his coat, his socks, his shoes, and he will catch pneumonia just so that you can be warm. That's his personality. It's who he is. And so for me, it's my job as his wife to protect that. I'm the bulldog. I'm the, nah, you ain't giving him your shirt because then what you going to do? That's me. So I protect him in that way. But also a flaw-ish of mine is I can be a spoiled princess. So... My uh, parents would like, B- <laughs> BJ, we sorry. <laughs> it's our fault. Why she be acting like this? But understanding that about myself, I can sometimes be one of the ones taking, right? Letting him do whatever for me because that's his nature. Now, I'm going to get catered to. But at the same time, it I have to make sure, how can I make your life easier? I know you do the dishes all the time because that's, you know, your thing. That's a chore that you took on in the house. But every now and then after I cook, let me just do the dishes too, to just do acts of service to make sure that your life is a bit easier. I see the things that you're communicating and you may not tell me, hey, can you pray for me for this? But let me just make sure my prayer time, I cover this as well. I see you doing this and not complaining. So let me try to accommodate that for you. And that's something I do all the time, just paying attention and asking God and also paying attention to his uncommunicated desires so that I can be a good help me. And that's one of my prayers all the time. God, it's not in BJ's character to be like, I need this from you. So how can I serve him today? It's hard to do when you're mad, but you know, it's something I try to do often. Like, how can I serve him? How can I be his a better helpmate? Show me the flaws and the areas in myself. And God shows me those things. He'll tell me things to do. Hey, send him a, a, a really nice text today. And I'll do that. Hey, show him some extra affection today. I'll get in prayer or something like that. And I'll go sit on his lap because I'm not naturally a super affectionate person. So just go and sit on his lap, do a bunch of extra little cute stuff. He likes that, right? It's just, it's small stuff, not huge, but just really making, being mindful and present in my home and attentive to the uncommunicated desires of my husband so that I could be a trustworthy helpmate. Having a relationship with God, covering him in prayer, so that I can be a good helpmate, hearing from God and being willing to God, for God to show me myself, to correct me. One of the best pieces of advice that I got before I got married was before you take your issues to your husband, pray about them first. And that's something I, I did even when we were dating. I was like, what? Because again, my mouth, I'll say how I feel. But it's something I started doing where I was like, God, 
man, he made me mad because he did this or he did that. And God was like, but you did this. You did that. So why don't you start doing this? Don't don't say nothing about that. And it'll be things that I'll talk to God about, not say it to him, that he'll come and maybe apologize for. Or that he'll be like, all right, hey, I, I noticed this. I'm going to start doing that. And I'm like, oh, this really worked. It was so many times I was like, oh, okay, okay. That was, that was some very wise advice. But again, I suggest all of you guys who are married or preparing to be married, take these last nine and a half minutes <laughs> and apply that, take whatever is relevant to you and apply it and, and utilize it for how you can be more like the Proverbs 31 woman in this way. Another characteristic of the Proverbs 31 woman comes in verse 20. It says, she extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. So this is all about just kindness and generosity and being a giver. So just always look for opportunities that you can give. I think at the root of this is really humility. How can you give? For me, I don't think that I'm naturally a huge giver. I don't go like tossing money around all the time, but I'm definitely always looking for opportunities to where I can help people, right? I help people in business, but also it may be something like the society where we do this every year. I don't really broadcast it, but around the holiday time, people are going through real stuff, especially the last few years. It can be as simple as facilitating uh, an opportunity for people's needs to be met. Like I don't have enough money to save the world, but I can facilitate an opportunity to help people get their needs met. So like even in the society, uh, when COVID first hit, it was a simple of, hey, is anybody in need this season with things shutting down? Hey, if it, if does, is anybody able to contribute to help our sisters in this community to be able to uh, meet their needs this season? Man, we was have people's mortgages were getting paid, bills were getting paid, groceries were getting purchased. It were so many things, and I gave a, a I gave money, but. I couldn't have done that myself. Like I couldn't have met all of those needs myself. So it's bigger than just, you know, it can be bigger in my opinion, embodying this than just what you can give. But how many opportunities can you cultivate for people's needs to be met? We do this even in the holidays with the society. The last couple of years, I think we've raised a couple thousand dollars. Well, this year I think it was like 1300 or something. Last year was like 1600 but just able to give, put some money in people's pockets, help them with what they have going on in the holiday season. It's just an opportunity to give. The Bible says, give and it shall be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And so we should, we should be women who uh, care, who give, who cultivate opportunities to help people who are kind. In, in this day and age, kindness is so easy to do, but it's so hard to find. I remember I was working with a videographer and she was going through some things personally. And she had missed a couple deadlines about when it came to like the video and stuff like that. And I was really kind of like, hey, it's okay. I understand you have a lot going on. Just let me know when you're able to get it to me. I don't think I did anything extra besides just be kind and understanding and give grace. And I remember she had hit me up maybe like a month or so after that. And she asked, cause she uh, dropped something off. She had something for me cause she dropped it off at the office. I was like, yes. Yeah. So I told her when I was there, she came and met me. She gave me this card and it, it made me tear up. She said, Hey, one of my parents passed away and it was a really tough time, but I'm so grateful for you just giving me grace and for your kindness. And I was like, dang, like I wasn't even thinking of it as like, well, let me be nice. Cause I'm gonna get something from it or anything like that. But just 
Giving people grace and kindness is so, so, so important because you never know what people are going through these days. And I know people have extended me grace and kindness when I've been going through things as well. So it's important that we just keep that in mind, not be so critical. I mean, in this social media age, you get all these negative comments and everybody got something to say. Everybody an expert on everything. Everybody criticizing everything. It's We should just be kind and keep that in mind and be givers. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like my best self when I'm in therapy, when I am praying, I'm spending time with God, but I'm also seeking a professional to help me navigate all of the craziness that life can throw at us. You guys have heard me talk over the last year or so about my experiences with therapy, many of the aha moments that I received, and just how my therapist was able to really help me work through some of the things that I don't often share with people because I feel crazy, I feel like I'm by myself, and that's just not healthy. Talking to somebody has been extremely beneficial for me to work through my emotions and again, to be my best self. If you're on the fence or you're considering giving therapy a try, I highly suggest BetterHelp because they're a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and it's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com blessed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash blessed. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. We talk all the time on this podcast about how you should be an effective CEO of your business and make the best long-term business decisions. That's why I'm so excited to talk to you about NetSuite. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control that you need to make better decisions faster. And for the first time in NetSuite's 22 years as the number one cloud financial system, you can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. That's no payment and no interest for six months. And you can take advantage of this special financing offer today. NetSuite is number one because they give your business everything that you need in real time, all in one place to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts and increase productivity across every department. Now, again, in order for you to make the right executive decisions, you need to have all the information. And sometimes it can just be a waste of mental space to have to go through so many different manual processes, different places, and just redundant systems to find the information that you need. So having it all in one place is absolutely necessary for you to make the best decisions. 33,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite giving visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. If you've been sizing NetSuite up to make the switch, then you know this deal is unprecedented. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of this special financing offer at netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed to get the visibility and control that you need to weather any storm. NetSuite.com slash blessed. And the last characteristics of a Proverbs 31 woman, of course, is that she's a God-fearing woman. So verse 
30 says, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. I get questions all the time about people who, you know, hear the message of make God the CEO, seek God on behalf of your business, all of these things about, well, how do I do this God's way? How do I uh, do my business God's way? All of these things. You have to know God to know how to do things his way. We can't put the cart before the horse. You have to have a relationship with God. You need to know the word so that you can live the word out. You need to know how to hear from God. I always say, don't start no business. Don't be trying to do without being first a God-fearing person, someone whose life is subject to him. And I feel like these days, especially with like online entrepreneurship and everybody trying to achieve something, we lose the fact that we are his servants, not the other way around. If God never gave you any of the things that you you've put on your vision board this year, if he chose not to, would you still serve him? If your business never became successful, would you still serve him? These are tough questions that you have to ask yourself. And if the answer is no, be honest. I'm not going to judge you. Be honest. If the answer is no, then you got to go back to the foundation. Having a relationship with him again by learning your word, not secondhand faith, not you only hear the word from the perspective of the preacher or the teacher or pastor that's communicating it to you, but you understanding the text for yourself, the context, the intent behind it, the times that it was in, the message, how it's relevant to you today, all of these different things, how you can live it out, a true understanding of the word so that you can live it out in your life. That's what you need. You have to be a God-fearing woman. You have to be someone who spends more time on her face, spends more time in the presence of God than you do in all of the hats that you wear. You have to be able to operate based on his principles. And I feel like that gets so lost these days, especially in a lot of the teachings and the things of that nature is we stick with the cute stuff the fun stuff, the uh, exciting scriptures that he'll supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. He'll do exceedingly and abundantly above anything I could ask for or think. I am the lender and not the borrower. I'm ahead and not beneath. Like all of these things that are facts is scripture, but also if you're knee deep in debt, are you going to still serve God? When your life doesn't look like what the promise is, would you still serve him or are you going to give up? One of the things that I was having a conversation with a friend uh, yesterday, she was just talking about this hard area that she's really believing in God for. and She's not seeing the fruit of her prayers yet. She was saying like she really found herself like not even talking to God about it because she felt like it'll impact her faith if she focuses too much on her disappointment in this particular area. And I was telling her, I'm like, I was validating her feelings because I get it. You know, it was, I remember even when I was trying to have my son and I talk in my book about my history of miscarriages and struggles to conceive and carry the term. And I was telling her when we were talking about this man in that season, one of the hardest things, and I had to be honest with God, one of my foundations of me and God's relationship and honesty and vulnerability. I say, God, it is very hard to know that you're a miracle worker, to know that you can solve this problem for me instantaneously and you haven't. That hurts my feelings. That makes me actually pretty upset because I'm telling everybody else and, and, and I'm reading this word. I know this word. It's in my heart. I know the magnitude of who you are, but you're choosing not 
to take this burden for me. Why not? And that's real. That's a real emotion that we all are going to face, knowing that God is all powerful and yet he chooses not to solve whatever this hard place is and whatever, you know, because it may be a not yet thing, but still like it's tough. That is tough. But any, even in that place, will you still serve God? My husband was watching um, The Chosen recently. I haven't sat down to watch too much of it. Uh, usually when I watch TV, it's like at the end of the day, I don't like to watch stuff deep. Just let me watch something that's light or whatever. And that's a show that I know I really want to pay attention to and uh, compare it to the scripture. And I just haven't had time to really do it. But he watches it pretty often. And so it was one part I just happened to come into the room where it was on, when it was on. And one of the disciples, um, Jesus had just met with all the disciples and let them know, like, hey, y'all my people. And y'all finna go out and tell the word about world about me, right? And so um, this particular disciple, I can't remember which one it was. He was sick or had some type of ailment. And he went up to Jesus. They had already left. Everybody was out. Jesus was going wherever he was going. So he walked up to him and was like, can I ask you something? And Jesus was like, of course. And he was like, so you trust me to go out and tell people about like how you're such a healer and tell people about the greatness of who you are. But I have this issue and you haven't healed it yet. Like I'm not healed. I'm going to go out and tell everybody about the miracles that you perform, but I need one and you ain't done it. And Jesus, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he essentially told him, I could heal you right now. I'm not for a reason, essentially. Like, how much more powerful will your message be if, if, if you can go out and tell these people about the magnitude of who I am, even if you're still waiting for this particular promise? And uh, the disciples started crying. And he just accepted it. And in my mind, I'm like, he probably was still kind of like, I mean, but like, is that really necessary? Because that would have been my response. And I think that God knew I needed to be born within a certain time period. Because I've been reading the Bible sometimes, especially reading the, the New Testament and the stuff Jesus was saying. And I'd be like, so why do you even have to go through all that? Were half of these parables necessary? We could have just went straight to the point, right? Like, I'd be like, Jesus, what you saying? So, <laughs> but I could tell in that moment that he was probably still like, I mean, that sounds profound and great, but also this hip, you know, what I mean? cause that's what I would have been like. I mean, cool, but like, I'm out here telling them, but I'm limping. I got a cane. Like, come on, God. Okay. Like I would have been a little irritated by it. I'm not even going to lie. But the point is that there's a reason. There's a method. God, we play the short game. God plays the long game, the eternal game. And we have to, when you're truly somebody who, uh, you're truly a God-fearing woman, you have to honor God and follow him when you don't understand what's going on. You have to follow him and push through those real emotions of, God, you're a healer, but you ain't healed me. You got to persevere through that. Long suffering is a fruit of the spirit for a reason, right? We're all going to have to suffer through something. But we have to be patient in affliction. But we have to take Romans 12, 12 into consideration. I'm going to read it. It says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. This is something that I hold close to me whenever I'm really waiting for the fruit of something I'm believing in God for and I'm getting frustrated by it. I go back, Tatum, be joyful in hope, be patient in affliction, be faithful in prayer. 
and continue to go out and serve the Lord despite how you feel or your circumstances. Like that's just a posture, a reverence, a love and a commitment that we have to have as God fearing women. That's not contingent upon what we see or whether we see the fruit of anything. Why does God have to do anything else for us? He already sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. He already made it so today we don't have to go to the temple to be able to to, uh, spend time with him. We don't have to sacrifice rams and goats and all of that in order to be forgiven for our sins. We don't have to go to a third party. Jesus ascended to heaven and sent us the Holy Spirit. So we have so many luxuries that we take for granted. Why does God have to do anything else for us in order for us to love, reverence, and respect him? And I feel like if you're in a place where you're not truly God-fearing or you're not loving God to that level or have that level of commitment, then you have to deal with that. Before we can go out and do all of these great, magnificent, Instagram-worthy things. So the Proverbs 31 woman in her core was a God-fearing woman. And we have to be God-fearing women, women who are committed to the Lord. And make sure you get my new book, She's Uncompromising, A Christian Woman's Guide to Mastering Motherhood, Business, and Everything in Between. Available now on my website at tatentania.com. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you don't miss when I post another video. And I'll see you in the next one. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Hurry and shop the final days of Spring Fest at Lowe's and get the best values of the season before they're gone. Save big across the store for projects inside and out. Get started on your spring garden with One Pine Annuals, four for five dollars. Save on indoor updates, too, with up to 40% off select bathroom faucets and vanities. Shop Lowe's today, because Lowe's knows spring. Lowe's knows home improvement. Valid to 419. Annuals offer available in-store only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. 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 Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. My name is Tatum Tamia. I'm the host of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast and the CEO of Anchor Media and Anchor Media Studio, where we're recording right now. So this is part two to my previous video on how to realistically become more like the Proverbs 31 woman. So picking up from where we left off, the next characteristics of the Proverbs 31 woman is that she had a strong work ethic. Verse 17 says she's energetic, strong, and a hard worker. Verse 27 says she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Now, I think in today's day and age, because everything is so instant. You can get stuff so quick that people just really don't, a lot of the times, want to put the work in necessary to build the life that they want. That they want. Now, today's day and age, everything is so microwave, instant. I mean, Amazon has conditioned me to where if I order from somewhere else and I'll get it in two days, I got an attitude. Right? When I order some food, I want it right now. It's, it's mine and I want it right now, right? Everything is a right now because we have access to so many things instantaneously. But I 
think we do ourselves a disservice when we don't realize the work and the consistent work ethic that goes into building the life that you want and having total life success. I see people all the time where it's always something new. It's a new degree. It's a new business. It's a new initiative. It's a new goal. But like what have you consistently done so and saw through so that you can see the fruit of it? Right. So the Proverbs 31 woman had a strong work ethic and we have to have a strong work ethic as well. And not just a strong work ethic, but a strategic work ethic, because otherwise, if you just run and run and run it on a hamster wheel, you're still not getting anywhere. Right. You're exerting a lot of energy, but you're not making any progress. So you have to have a strategic work ethic as well. And we'll talk about that in a second. And we cannot be lazy. And now let me be clear. Rest and laziness are not the same thing. We need to rest. We need to go to bed. We need to sit down and put our feet up sometimes. We need to pull back from work every now and then. We need to disconnect and take vacation. I do not equate laziness to rest. And I think that's a mistake a lot of us make, especially as Black women, because we're always being the strong one. We always have to do, we make stuff happen. We take care of things, right? That's our nature. So some of us just don't know how to set out. <laughs> and if we sat down, we think it's laziness when instead it's just rest. So understand that's not the same thing. And we actually have a video on that, how to rest as a busy entrepreneur. So we'll put the link in the description for that for you. But a huge way to make sure that you have a strong work ethic is fueling your body. I was telling a friend today that we have to put premium fuel into these temples. When taking care of this temple that God has given us, we have to fuel it accurately, like eating organic food. I talked to you guys about my diet change, so you'll see that on uh, the channel as well. But eating organic food, eating more fruits and vegetables, getting adequate rest, drinking water, minimizing the negativity that we consume, spending more time with people that we love so that we can release those feel-good hormones that benefit our body, having more sex if you marry, all of these different things, right, are going to fuel our work ethic because they're giving our body more energy to be able to do the things that we're called to do. So it's not just about how much energy you can exert. It's not just about how much you can pack in your day. That's not what I mean. Having a strong work ethic means having a strategic plan of action about what you need to do to make sure that you're doing all things well and fueling your body so that as you do those things, you're operating at your highest capacity. Also, we know the Proverbs 31 woman, she's entrepreneurial and she's a good steward. So in verse 16 through 18, it says, she goes to inspect the field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. In verse 15, it says, she makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. So she's enterprising, right? She's selling things. She's going into the field. She's inspecting things. And then when she makes money, she reinvests it so she can make more money. She's smart. She's enterprising. Many of us are smart and enterprising, but we're not strategic. And so what I really got from this when I first read it was just the strategy of inspecting things before you buy it. So in business, before you make a decision, count the cost. The Bible also says like what man builds a house without first counting the cost. So understand what is it going to take? for you to be able to do what you're trying to do. Is it worth it? Sometimes the cost is money. Sometimes the cost is your peace of mind. That ain't never worth it. Sometimes the cost is uh, spending time with their family. And in my opinion, that's never worth it either. I don't subscribe to the hustler's mentality and my family will always come before my business. I'll shut all this down before I lose my family. So 
count the cost before you do things and make sure that whatever it is that you do, it gives you a return on investment in both time and money. So for me, before I make a decision to do something is. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. We talk all the time on this podcast about how you should be an effective CEO of your business and make the best long-term business decisions. That's why I'm so excited to talk to you about NetSuite. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control that you need to make better decisions faster. And for the first time in NetSuite's 22 years as the number one cloud financial system, you can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. That's no payment and no interest for six months. And you can take advantage of this special financing offer today. NetSuite is number one because they give your business everything that you need in real time, all in one place to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts and increase productivity across every department. Now, again, in order for you to make the right executive decisions, you need to have all the information. And sometimes it can just be a waste of mental space to have to go through so many different manual processes, different places, and just redundant systems to find the information that you need. So having it all in one place is absolutely necessary for you to make the best decisions. 33,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite giving visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. If you've been sizing NetSuite up to make the switch, then you know this deal is unprecedented. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of this special financing offer at netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed to get the visibility and control that you need to weather any storm. NetSuite.com slash blessed. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like my best self when I'm in therapy, when I am praying, I'm spending time with God, but I'm also seeking a professional to help me navigate all of the craziness that life can throw at us. You guys have heard me talk over the last year or so about my experiences with therapy, many of the aha moments that I received, and just how my therapist was able to really help me work through some of the things that I don't often share with people because I feel crazy, I feel like I'm by myself, and that's just not healthy. Talking to somebody has been extremely beneficial for me to work through my emotions and again, to be my best self. If you're on the fence or you're considering giving therapy a try, I highly suggest BetterHelp because they're a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and it's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash blessed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash blessed. What is it going to cost? Is this worth it? So even starting Anchor Media Studios, purchasing this building, I was in a lease. I need to have an office space. I have a toddler. There's no way I'm going to be productive at home. He don't care about none of this, okay? He'll come knock his camera over right now because he want to play. So I can't work from home. I needed a space to work. So I have a, I had an office space. I still have it because I'm not um, out my lease yet. Had an office space. I'm paying, uh, how much is the rent? 
pay like maybe $1,500 or so a month in rent. Also, I'm not in the office 24 seven. So I was sitting around like, okay, this office, yes, is providing me a space to where I can get stuff done. I'm not in here every single day. Sometimes I do, I do work from home. So I need this space to also be making me money, right? Because if I'm spending money, I needed to come back with friends, okay? So how can this space make me money? So I actually have put my office up on peer space so that people can come and rent it to work and things like that on the days that I'm not there. So then I was thinking, how can I do this on a larger scale? And I always want to, I've always been into real estate and want to own property, right? So the opportunity came up where we could purchase this space. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So now the mortgage is less than the rent that I was paying and it's something that we own and it's bigger and it's something that can make more money so I could work in it and I could rent out the podcast studio, the room that you see me in, the other offices and things of that nature. So now it's a business in and of itself that's generating revenue while also being a space where I could come and work. So again, the money that we're putting out in the mortgage is coming back with friends. It's a smart decision. So it might be cute to say, you know, the space is beautiful. You can see it in this video. It might be cute to say, you know, I bought commercial real estate. Great. Congratulations, but is it giving you a good return on investment? Is this a wise decision? Is this a strategic decision? Did you count the cost? Was it worth it? And for me, this, of course, was worth it. But make that type of strategic decision with everything that you do. Everything costs something. So make sure that you inspect the opportunities before you hop on it. And lastly, the Proverbs 31 woman, she's proactive and she's a great planner, right? So if we go to verse 15, it says, she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plans the day's work for her household. So y'all know, follow me long enough. This is something I took very literally. I'm a morning person anyway. And the best time, in my, even for me, is to wake up before my house. So by the time my husband and my son get up for the day, breakfast is made. My son's food is put together for the nanny. I've made breakfast for myself, maybe because I'm terrible at eating breakfast sometimes, but I may have made breakfast for myself. I've already gone to the gym. I've done so much and planned for the day to where by the time I go out and work, my household is solid until I get home. I've taken whatever out the freezer that I may be making for dinner. I make sure that at the end of the week, I meal prep, so I plan out my meals for the next week. I check with my nanny, say, hey, you got any snacks or anything you want to have in the house next week? I check with my husband, hey, what do you want to eat next week? Anything you need from the store? Then we order our groceries. And so everything is there for us to start planning our meals for the week. So I might cook something that'll last a couple days. And then, you know, I cook maybe two to three times a week. Uh, dinner, I cook breakfast for my son most days because it's easy. Stuff like oatmeal, he's like pancakes and stuff like that. So his breakfast is simple. I do it in the mornings, but planning for my household though, just is something that, is, that takes place ahead of time. So I'm not worrying in the middle of the workday, oh, what are we eating for dinner? And if I didn't plan that day, we just won't eat out. But, you know, overall, just really planning and preparing in advance and waking up ahead of everybody else is so necessary. The days I'm the least productive are the days where I don't plan and I don't wake up ahead of time before my family. Something else that I started doing that works very well for me is planning the week in advance. So on Fridays, I plan what I'm doing all of the next week. It's helpful because when Monday comes, I'm not thinking about what do I have to do? That's brain energy that I don't even have to exert. I open my computer, I see what I have to get done, and I start working on it. I know my morning routine, so when I wake up, 
I know what's going on. It's simple. When you plan ahead, you don't have to be so stressed out <laughs> on a day to day. And of course, things happen. You know, so everything's not going to go according to plan. But when you plan for what you can plan for, the interruptions become a lot easier to deal with. So that's it for this video. I hope you guys have enjoyed all of these tips. Make sure you purchase my book. She is Uncompromising, A Christian Woman's Guide to Mastering Motherhood, Business, and Everything in Between. Even if you're not a mom, this book is for anybody who wears multiple hats and you're looking for ways to have total life harmony. I don't believe in balance. I tell you guys that all the time. It's a circus act and not practical, but I believe in total life harmony. And I'll talk about that in the book. So you can get that at TatumTamia.com. Make sure that you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you don't miss when we do another video. And I'll see you in the next one. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. At Lowe's, shop deals on top outdoor power equipment during Springfest. Save now on the latest in cordless outdoor power with Ego, only at Lowe's. For a limited time only, get $50 off Ego's Touch Drive 21 inch self propelled lawnmower. And save $20 on select Ego 15 and 16 inch string trimmers. Head to your local Lowe's or visit Lowe's.com and save on all things spring now. Bound through 412. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Supplies last. Supplies last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.